Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today is a really exciting day for me. Uh, I'm going to be smiling a lot uh, during this podcast uh, because I'm reconnecting with someone that has inspired me, uh, has really uh, furthered uh, my belief in the need for change, uh, my action uh, in towards providing more programs uh, like the ABI Wellness Program to more communities. Uh, today, my guest today is Dan Sims. Dan is a survivor of TBI, uh, a liver of life. He is out there <laughs> doing the, you know, things uh, that he loves. He is uh, someone who inspires me, as I said. He's, he's taken part in some programs that I've been involved with, and I've seen his journey. And, and it, it's really, really inspiring when you think about the the kind of pre-program to the post-program, inclusive of physical health and and cognitive health and probably mental health too, but I'll let Dan speak to that a little bit. Um, You know, this guy's amazing. I I just want you to listen up uh, to his message. Please, please. He's very wise. Uh, (laughs) I am excited. And he's got a great laugh. I am excited to have Dan Sims with me here today. Dan, how did I do on your bio, my friend? Uh, no, a little bit, a little bit, um, flattered, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this guy does the work. So, I mean, it's, I'm only speaking the truth, you know, um, you know, with Dan, Dan is somebody who, as I said, for this series, this is the, you know, we are talking with leading experts and professionals and individuals who have, who have been through brain injury or involved in brain injury, sort of rehabilitation you know, Dan, you know, for people that are listening, these could be, you know, professionals out there that work in the space. These could be, you know, physiotherapists or occupational therapists or survivors of brain injury themselves or family members of people who may have had a brain injury. When you think about some of your experience and maybe some of your main message that you would like for people to hear, you know, what would that main message be, you know, uh, generally? around the world of brain injury and brain health? Um, well, for me, um, I, I started to process working with you when I was about 26 years post-injury. Post yeah. And I had uh, plateaued quite a bit by that time. I, like, the initial injury, when that first happened, the progress the improvement was so rapid. But then over time, then over time it slows down. And then I plateaued for you, so I figured this is where I'm going to be. But then um, I introduced you, and um, I imagine, I remember I was sitting in, in, in I was it was on lunch break from the, from the program, and I was in my jeep, and I saw you walk by with a couple of ladies. So I honked the horn, I go, "Hey, Watson Group," and you laughed, and you said, "Oh, let's go talk to this guy." And um, you introduced me to them, and there were a couple of nurses from GS Strong, and and you, you said, "Dad, you were at GS Strong like, yeah, a long time ago." And then we talked a little bit, and you say, "What's what's your um, what would you say is your biggest gift from this program?" 
And I thought about it. I said, hope. And he looked at me kind of funny. I'm like, I'm like yeah, hope. Like, I, I, I'm, I was resigned to living my life, the rest of my life, stuff like this, and not, not progressing any further. But now I, I realize there's a chance for me to get better. And apparently I did. Well, I mean, Dan, like, um, when you think about, you know, what it was like before, you know, for some people, you know, this guy's a really optimistic guy. Uh, but what was it like before? What was kind of the average day for Dan before the program? Um, a lot of boredom, actually. Yeah. Like not doing a lot of anything. It gives me a lot of time to get in trouble and just waste my time. And I didn't realize I was depressed. Mm. And, um, I, I, um, and the exercise obviously um, not only improved me physically, it raised my raised my um, my emotion level. And um, yeah, I just gonna get. Yeah. Like, I really, I really about the about the program. About the, so I wasn't doing anything when I tried the program, and then then all of a sudden I'm doing the program four days a week. And I'm, and one thing I really loved about the program there is that. It was so supportive. The staff, we're all there together as a team working towards a common goal. Like, I remember Gabby and Ryan. Yeah. And yeah, it was really supportive. And Katrina and Josh, like, they're, they yeah, offered They're amazing. Yeah, they yeah. are. I mean, when you think about, and thank you for sharing that with, with, with us. You know, because it's not easy to be vulnerable in some of these situations. And I really always acknowledge and appreciate that about about you, Dan. You know, when you think about honing in, though, like generalizing a, a kind of a main message for people that are people that are listening, is it that, you know, it, would it be like change is possible always or that, you know, no, sorry. that change is possible? Or I, I remember before we started recording, you were talking a lot and it was like wonderful to hear about this this integration right this idea of of trying to bring therapies together you know for people that are listening i'm just thinking about the people who don't yet know that change could be possible in some way you know if they're listening and they see you and they go okay i was in a spot that Dan was in before you know what what would you want them to hear around you know that world well i'm now 48 years old when I, my car accident, when I was 19 years old, I come with my car accident. Um, and see, the thing is, at that time, when I first awoke from my coma, um, there's a little bit of cognitive that I, I, feel, I thought there going to be a little bit of cognitive issues, but then I ended up, I ended up um, my problems were more physical. So the, the professionals all focused on my, on my physical well-being. And they, and they neglected my, they, they did a little bit of cognitive work at the beginning, I guess, but then that was neglected. So I, I figured I was fine cognitively. I didn't realize I was messed up until you did you tested me. <laughs> you people me I was messed up. Um, no, but um <laughs> I don't think I said you were messed up. No, you didn't, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I, I interpreted I interpreted that from the from the scores. Um well the thing is um as I remember at the ABI Wellness Center, um they worked on four cognitive areas. Right. I remember a scale from, from 1 to 12. 
and 11 right. being average. And the goal right. is going to go to 11s. And a two of the four, I was already 11, so we didn't work on those. Another two, I was um, a two and a seven, which yeah. were pretty low on the scale. But by the time we were six months in, I was I had improved in all the both those areas, and I ended up staying longer because uh, I was so happy and I'm feeling I'm feeling so good, and and I wanted I wanted to get as much of it as I possibly could. Right. So I ended up staying for a year and a half approximately. And uh, my final test, I see on my final test, I was all 11s. So I'm, I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? And um, I, I realized the job at the, the Watson Center's goal is to get people going back to work. And um, uh, that wasn't my goal. Right. I, I, my goal wasn't to get back to work. I, I, I do okay without having to work. But, um, but I... Um, it was that? it was quality it was quality of life I think and and you know something that with with Dan that really st stood out to me was Dan's um, commitment to exercise was like Dan's a beast in the best ways possible <laughs> that that's what I came to learn and I think this is a tidbit for those out there listening about the impact. Of yes, interdisciplinary, and we can we can talk a little bit more to that for sure. But Dan, if you wouldn't mind, you know, Dan, uh, his commitment to the aerobic exercise element at the start of the program was something that I think really helped to fuel him and to drive his progress through the program. And Dan, if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit about that and your motivation towards that uh, for for our listeners today. Well, um, I remember when I, I, I worked on the treadmill to get my cardiovascular up, and um, I remember thinking, you know, I, I wasn't completely sold on the program. I didn't know. I'd been let down so many times since my injury. But so I said, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this time to get into good shape anyway. So I worked my ass off to get in shape. And um, lo and behold, one thing led to another, and I was moving up a level on clocks faster than I thought I would. 100%. And you know, this, this, uh, this man is a great example of, of commitment, of clear goals, right? Very clear goals and uh, resilience. And then, and then tracking and measuring results. Because I don't blame you at the start thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, truly, it's, a lot of it is, is really up to the individual, whether they're willing to be all in or not. And, and if you're not, your results probably won't be as good, no matter what you're doing. If you're doing, you know, classic physical therapy, uh, you know, or, or even, you know, outpatient uh, occupational therapy, you've got to kind of be committed uh, to it before um, you, you start to really understand if it worked or not. And that's something with Dan that, you know, it, it really, I'll be honest with you, man, it inspired me. That's part of what helped me to get in such in much better shape as you know one of the founders you know i really committed to my running and you saw me i started yeah. to really get after it you know i was in there at 6 a.m and because i'm like look at what dan's doing this guy is crushing it and <laughs> and he's getting the results so for those people that are listening there today it doesn't mean you have to be you know committed to running on a treadmill that no 
for some people who may not have mobility in their lower extremities, it could be a hand bike. Remember what we were talking about was exercise for cognitive benefit, which was really focused on aerobic. And Dan is just such a wonderful example of, of aerobic exercise for cognitive benefit. And I just, Dan, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And now one other thing I want to quickly ask you about, if it's okay, when, and, and you and I have been chatting about this a little bit over time, but if, if there was one thing that, that you could change in the world of brain health and in brain injury, you know, what would that be, Dan? Well, um, getting these various departments to communicate better with each other. So I remember with my, my, my mom really handled everything with my, with my, with my injury my, with all my, after my car accident. And this is, we're going back almost 30 years. And um, I remember her saying afterwards that everything was so disjointed and so difficult that people weren't, people wouldn't communicate with each other. And here, 30 years later, um, I actually, actually I um, had met somebody, um, and this girl, and um, and uh, she uh, was telling me about her brain injury from 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 relationship from 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 a former um, spouse who beat her up, and um, I, I ended up telling her about the program. So I ended up getting her in contact with Katrina, and mm-hmm. I, I brought her in there, and um, and I, I was listening to her interview, and I, what I took away from that was um, that things are still disjointed. And she had, as Katrina said, oh, you have fallen through the cracks. As they had diagnosed her as bipolar, and she really had a concussion, she had CTE. And, um, and she said, so you've fallen through the cracks. And um, so then I, as I was listening to your, pod, to your podcast the other day, and um, I, I, another speaker was um, saying how um, everything's so disjointed still. So, and then, but, I remember, but I remember when I was at the Watson Center, how everything was under one roof. There's there's um counseling there. There's there's a physical trainer there, with, uh, Liam and Nile, and then um and Tim. I was there a while. I went to oh NAC. I went to four trainers yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they um they're all in those one room. Yeah. Well, it's important. See the thing, Dan, that's really challenging for the professionals out there. Is that you know when you we did just a couple little things you know concussions can oftentimes go undiagnosed and you know we recently spoke with Harrison Brown with Head Check Health who's just a a wonderful guy doing really important work around education and assessment in concussion he's just he's a, he's an amazing guy but when you talk about you know this individual who you know may have had you know concussion or may have reported CTE it's important to also note that CTE is not something yet that we can really diagnose while we're kind of living, right? It's more of a, another thing uh, that at this time we can't diagnose till later. But the bottom line is when an insult, an injury, like a concussion happens, it's important that we have, you know, assessments in place that can really help to, to understand what's going on and then really get the person into the appropriate kind of program. And I think that's what you're saying is that it's still, you know, your experience and many of the people that, that you know, it's, it's still very disjointed. And, and Dan, I've seen that too in my work, no matter where it is. Uh, I, I choose, you know me, I'm pretty optimistic. I choose to believe that it's changing. I choose to believe that everybody's trying to do their best. 
And what we're trying to do together, you and I, are trying to find ways to standardize that more, to make it more accessible to people so that they can get the help they need faster. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. Um, you mentioned that I, how I inspired you. Well, the same goes to you inspiring me because you're so optimistic and you should, uh, I, used to, I, used to, I used to work hard to, try to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's mutual that, you know, that's how relationships work. And, uh, you know, when I think about, let's say, you know, you had the crystal ball, the magical crystal ball, and you could shape the, the future of brain health and brain injury rehabilitation, you know, what would the future look like for you if you had the power to shape the future in, in brain injury and brain health? Well, I would definitely incorporate cardiovascular activity. And um, you see, um, looking back on my, on my journey, I never focused on my cognitive health. I, 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 I was always focused on my um, my physical rehabilitation. And that, that, was, that was the main focus for me. And people at GF Strong all the way through, nobody really mentioned my cognitive health. My cognition was never mentioned until I met you. Mm -hmm. And then, then I started to realize, because after my, after my accident, I ended up going back to college and getting fairly good grades and thinking, okay, well, this is a problem here, I guess. My problems are only physical. Than um, feeling they're not. And another thing, um, you were, um, I remember you and Josh were always saying to me, What are people saying that you haven't seen for a long time? And I'm like, I don't know, I, I haven't come across anybody like that. And then I remember one, and then you kept, I, kept, I kept asking me that. And then one day, I met this one fellow that I hadn't seen for a long time in White Rock. And I was somewhat, he was with a guy who had a brain injury. And um, I was talking about the program. As I was talking about the program, but studied the science behind the program, he stopped me and he says, Dan, you're speaking so much better. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't even dawn on me. I am like, okay. And then, um, and then I was driving home and I passed a friend of mine's dad. So I, saw, I pulled over and I started talking to him. And I was talking about the program. And he's like, Dan, stop. I can't believe how well you're speaking. And I'm like, whoa. Well, okay. So then it dawned on me later. I'm like, Maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe that's what Josh and 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 um, and Mark were saying. Or what are people saying? And I've seen it for a while. And um, and so now that now that I've mentioned my speaking better, I'll be, I'll start stumbling with my words. No, but, um, no, no. It was actually Dan. It's 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 you you triggered my memory there. I remember, and you know the thought the thought of even doing a podcast, and 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 being you know, having the ability to do that podcast would have been quite a challenge earlier on, like, like a few years ago. And you look at you now, it's, uh, you know, my smile's getting even bigger because, you know, your capacity to express verbally is, is pretty impressive. And, and, and that's the thing is you worked on that capacity, but now you're using it in real life. And that's really what it's all about, right? Is, you know, the reason we kind of exist in this work is to help people live a more independent, higher quality of life. That's why we exist. And that's what we want to see change. And, you know, it's, um, you know, in, in maybe Dan, if you could, for the people that are listening here, you know, enough of me, more of you, uh, you know, in maybe, a, you know, just a, a couple of sentences, 
you know, to distill it down so that it can really be a key take home for people. You know, what is your vision? What, what, what is it? What's the vision for the future for other people, for the whole community, for everybody? What would you like to see? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. I'd like to see um, cardiovascular activity introduced into people's rehabilitation. Um, not, not only does it work for um, the physicality, um, it helps cognitively as well. Like, uh, like I learned in the program, what's good for the heart, it's good for the brain. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is your audience familiar <laughs> with brain derived neurotropic function? Oh, look at this guy. Now he's getting all scientific. <laughs> um, I, some probably will be, uh, some may not be. So he's talking about BDNF, brain derived neurotrophic factor. Go ahead, talk about it. Okay. So once you're doing cardiovascular activity for, with, with elevated heart rate in the target zone for 25 minutes, the brain releases um, proteins to create new neural pathways and new myelin sheaths. And, and after, and after, um, while the BDNF, while the proteins, as I call them, are um, present, we would go into a classroom setting and work on left and right hemisphere cognitive exercises, such as L-Think and artwork, and like on the pictures. And yeah, stories. the names are important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, co but stimulating cognitive function. Yeah. Yes, to direct, the, to direct the growth, I guess. Direct the growth. And the well, the, the BDNF, like the, the way we kind of, I try to, he's, he's talking way higher level than me. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to dumb it down here. You, you know, what he's talking about is really uh, using aerobic exercise um, to, uh, you know, get the brain ready for change. And, and, and that can be called like uh, precursors of neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, um, whatever it might be. And, you know, Dan, I support that. I want to see more people, you know, when I had my concussion, which I think I've told you, one of my last concussion, you know, which was playing football. Uh, you know, what they told me to do was to sit in a dark room. And I thought that was the right thing to do too. And yeah, I think yeah. everyone did. Everyone did. But um, now, and, and it's through, you know, you're a great example of it, but I think, you know, there's good people out there in Canada and the United States and around the world looking at when to dose exercise in uh, following a brain injury because the exercise is a, is a good thing. You have to do it, of course, safely, right? So under the, under the care of a trained professional, if it's following an injury, but understanding that movement, movement is very good for the brain. And Dan, I'll tell you, man, you are such a good example of it. Like, I mean, I can't think of a better one when I look at pre and post. I mean, you look like a different person and, and you're, and what happened, right? Well, you were doing a lot of cognitive exercises as well. So yes, what did we see? We saw speech changes, improvements. We saw movement improvements that were like crazy um we saw you know um self-reported kind of um quality of life uh changes and what did that lead to well it lead to i think more self-confidence too right because yeah. you were doing it no one else could do it but you and and i kept telling you that i i'm making progress and josh kept telling you that no 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 no, no. we don't get the credit here you're you're the one doing the work <laughs> So I just, man, like, it's just so good to see you and, and to have you share this for someone else who may have been where you were, you know, that's what it's all about is giving, right? And, and well, on, that, on, that, on that note, on that note, it's like almost, it's like, it's almost like it's never too late because mm. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 
I was 40, I was in my mid 40s when I was in the program. Um, 20 odd years post injury. And then there's Ryan, who is the same age as my injury, the two's at 26 at the time. And he was like a year or two post injury. And um, he saw some, he got, he had some more results than I did. So I, I'm like twice his age and a much longer brain injury. And um, so the neuroplasticity is never too late for it, apparently. Oh, that's a mic drop moment for you. And, and, and I think that, you know, many of us would like to make things really kind of um, fast and easy, but rehabilitation and growth just takes focus and time and effort. And I think you're just such a great example of it because the results are there. That's the thing. And, and that's, you know, I support that vision hundred percent, Dan, I'm with you. Uh, then I'm curious, you know, um, when you think about your journey, um, it, with, with brain injury and, and brain health, you know, what are some of the most influential experiences for you, um, you know, throughout that process? Well, um, I initially went to GF Strong, and, and that was good. But, um, mm -hmm. but um, to be perfectly honest, and I don't want this to go to your head too much, probably the biggest impact on my rehabilitation was meeting you. Um, like, um, like I said, when I was, I, I was, um, I had given up a lot. Of, I had given up pretty much. So I was designed to just getting worse and worse, and not getting better, improving anyway. I was improved on declining. I was in, and um, then all of a sudden, I remember one time I was in my, in my, I was during the program. I was in my jeep having lunch, and I saw you walk by with these two ladies. And I honked my horn. I said, hey, Watson Group. And you kind of, <laughs> of smiled. Let's go talk to this guy. And you brought them over. And apparently there are two couple of nurses from GF Strong. And you were, you were working on getting your program into, into, into that facility. And, and you said to me, um, what, what's the, what's the um, biggest um, the biggest gift you've got from this program? And I, and I thought about it. And I said, I said hope. And that, without hope, you can't do anything. Um, you need you need you need a good attitude and hope to to, to, to get out of bed, pretty much. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a great yeah. program. I love it. And, I, yeah, and, I, and the thing is, I have a gym in my building. And last night I was I was all I was all set to do this, and um, I said, I get up early. I, uh, Go on the gym and get on that bike and get the get the BDNF flowing. Sorry, I'm sharp and witty on here, but obviously I didn't do it. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, Dan, you know, we all have those moments, and that self compassion is key because each day is a new chance, right? And that's the thing. And building those consistent habits are key. And you know, one of the things you talk about, you know, other professionals and me talking with them that's part of this is really not about our program. No, it's about a vision though. And it's about, you know, um, a more independent future for people because there's been so many people in my life, Dan, that have helped me when I had a hard time, you know, whether it was, you know, um, you know, concussion, whether it was learning disabilities, uh, whether it was cancer, um, whatever it was. Uh, I had people out there committed to a new vision committed to trying to do something differently and you know when we were at that center uh you know i would always try to talk with professionals to better understand 
how, what's working well for them. Um, is there a new way that could be useful potentially, whether it was with, you know, the health authorities in around us or, or they may have even been sometimes private practice professionals. It didn't matter to me. I just, I wanted to better understand how we could help the next group of people, if we could help them in whatever way, because it's all rooted in service and putting their needs first. And, and I think that's so important and that's the way change happens. So um, thank you. And yes, you did. It, it, my head did not get bigger because you did all the work, man. And you <laughs> and that group was a special group of people who to this day will always inspire me. And, um, you know, they're just amazing. So, you know, for people that are out there, Dan, you know, you're an amazing human being uh, who I am very grateful for. You know, if people want to support you or want to learn more about, you know, you and some of your journey, you know, maybe we can do another one of these, Dan, because I have a feeling this is going to hit home for many people. Um, they can also, you know, I think um, for your privacy, you know, if they want to learn more about some of your work or, or want to try to potentially get in touch with you, they can probably email ABI Wellness and then we can, we can process it from there. Sure, sure. Yeah. So any parting words for this has been so much fun and it's just been great to see you and great to hear your laugh again. Um, are there any kind of final statements that you'd like to say um, for people that are listening? Cause this has just been awesome, Dan. Um, I just say um, it's never too late, too late. Yeah, it's never too late. And you know, one of the words that Mary Eve, who you know too, I think coined for me that, that I really enjoy is that word reclaim. And, and really, you know, taking possession of, of yourself again and getting back up as, as high as, as highly as possible, you know, and that you're just such a great example of it, Dan. And I know that you're continuing to, to work on it and, and to get better. And, you know, we're, you and I are going to keep in close contact over the, over the next, you know, months and years. And just thank you for sharing your time with us. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark. And once again, your program changed my life. Well, you did the work. We were happy to be a part of it, but it was you did you did it. And what well, you, what more you, you you direction? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And you know, it's um, what what I want to see is the big thing is to provide more options for people. If they choose not to do a program, that's totally up to them. That's fine. But it, it, it's it's great to provide options for people to choose because that's what was so unacceptable for me was to not have options. And uh, thank you, man. Well, um, I remember Katrina would say, um, what's your message for future clients at the Watson Center? And I just simply said, do the work, do the work, work hard. And, and while you're here, take advantage of your opportunity. Because it is life-changing. It truly is. That's awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today is a really exciting day for me. Uh, I'm going to be smiling a lot uh, during this podcast uh, because I'm reconnecting with someone that has inspired me, uh, has really uh, furthered uh, my belief in the need for change, uh, my action uh, in towards providing more programs uh, like the ABI Wellness Program to more communities. Uh, today, my guest today is Dan Sims. Dan is 
a survivor of TBI, uh, a liver of life. He is out there doing the, you know, things uh, that he loves. He is uh, someone who inspires me, as I said. He's, he's taken part in some programs that I've been involved with, and I've seen his journey. And, and it, it's really, really inspiring when you think about the, the kind of pre-program to the post-program, uh, inclusive of physical health and, and cognitive health, and probably mental health too, but I'll let Dan speak to that a little bit. Um, you know, this guy's amazing. I, I just want you to listen up uh, to his message. Please, please, he's very wise. Uh, I am excited, and he's got a great laugh. I am excited to have Dan Sims with me here today. Dan, how did I do on your bio, my friend? Uh, no, a little bit, a little bit um, flattered, I think. <laughs> hey, hey, this guy does the work. So, I mean, it's, I'm only speaking the truth, you know. Um, you know, with Dan, Dan is somebody who, as I said, for this series, this is the you know, we are talking with leading experts and professionals and individuals who have, who have been through brain injury or involved in brain injury sort of rehabilitation. You know, Dan, you know, for people that are listening, these could be, you know, professionals out there that work in the space. These could be, you know, physiotherapists or occupational therapists or survivors of brain injury themselves or family members of people who may have had a brain injury. When you think about some of your experience and maybe some of your main message that you would like for people to hear, you know, what would that main message be, you know, uh, generally around the world of brain injury and brain health? Um, well, for me, um, I, I started depression working with you when I was about 26 years post, post injury. Yeah. And I had plateaued quite a bit by that time. I, I, the initial injury, when that first happened, the progress improvement was so rapid. But then over time, then over time it slows down. And then I plateaued for years, so I figured this is where I'm going to be. But then um, I introduced to you, and um, I imagine I remember I was sitting in, in I was it was on lunch break from the, from the program, and I was in my jeep, and I saw you walk by with a couple of ladies. So I honked the horn, I'm like, hey, group? And you laughed and you said, oh, let's go talk to this guy. And um, you introduced me to them and there were a couple of nurses from GS Strong. And, and you, you said, yeah, you were at GS Strong. I'm like, yeah, a long time ago. And then we talked a little bit and you said, what's, what's your, um, what would you say is your biggest gift from this program? And I thought about it and I said, hope. And you looked at me kind of funny. I'm like, I'm like yeah, hope. Like, I, I, I'm, I was resigned to living my life, the rest of my life, stuff like this, and not not progressing any further. But now I, I realize there's a chance for me to get better, and apparently I did. Well, I mean, Dan, like um, when you think about, you know, what it was like before, you know, for some people, you know, this guy's a really optimistic guy. Uh, but what was it like before? What was kind of the average day for Dan before the program? Um, a lot of boredom, actually. Yeah. Like, not doing a lot of anything. It gives me a lot of time to get in trouble and just waste my time. And I didn't realize I was depressed. Mm. And, um, 
I, I um, and the exercise obviously um, not only improved me physically, it raised my raised my um my emotion levels. And um, yeah, I just gotta get. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed, about the about the program. What the, I wasn't doing anything when I tried the program, and then and then all of a sudden I'm doing the program four days a week. And I, and one thing I really loved about the program there is that it was so supportive. Every the staff, we're all there together as a team, working <laughs> towards a common goal. Like I remember Gabby and Ryan, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out, you know? and, and um, yeah, it was, it was really supportive. And Katrina and Josh, like they're they yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they yeah. are. I mean, when you think about, and thank you for sharing that with 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 us. You know, because it's not easy to be vulnerable in some of these situations, and I really always acknowledge and appreciate that about about you, Dan. You know, when you think about honing in, though, like generalizing a, a kind of a main message for people that are people that are listening, is it that, you know, it, would it be like change is possible always or that, you know, I'm sorry. that change is possible? Or I, I remember before we started recording, you were talking a lot and it was like wonderful to hear about this this integration, right? This idea of of trying to bring therapies together, you know. For people that are listening, I'm just thinking about the people who don't yet know that change could be possible in some way. You know, if they're listening and they see you and they go, okay, I was in a spot that Ted was in before, you know, what, what would you want them to hear around, you know, that world? Well, I'm now 48 years old. When I, my car accident, when I was 19 years old, I with my car accident. Um, and see, the thing is, at that time, when I first awoke from a coma, um, there's a little bit of cognitive that I, I felt. I thought there would be a little bit of cognitive issues, but then I ended up. I ended up. Um, my problems are more physical, so the, the professionals all focus on my on my physical well-being, and they and they neglected my. They, they did a little bit of cognitive work at the beginning, I guess, but then th that was neglected. So I, I I figured I was fine cognitively. I didn't realize I was messed up until you did. You tested me. <laughs> you told me I was messed up. Um, no, but um, <laughs> I don't think I said you were messed up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, 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 interpreted, I interpreted that from the from the scores. Um, well, the thing is, um, as I remember, at the ABI Wellness Center, um, they worked on four cognitive areas. Right. I remember a, a scale from from one to twelve. And 11 right. being average. And the goal right. is getting to 11s. And at two of the four, I was already 11. So we didn't work on those. Another two, I was um, a two and a seven, which yeah. were pretty low on the scale. But by the time we were six months in, I was I had improved in all the those, both those areas. And I ended up staying longer because uh, I was so happy and I'm feeling, I'm feeling so good. and. And I wanted, I wanted to get as much of it as I possibly could. Right. So I ended up staying for a year and a half approximately. And uh, my final test, I see on my final test, I was all 11s. So I'm, I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? And um, I, I realized the job at the, the Watson Center's goal is to get people going back to work. And um, uh, that wasn't my goal. Right. I, I, my goal wasn't to get back to work. I, I, I do okay without having to work. 
But um, but I um, can we stop? It was that? it was quality. It was quality of life. I think, and and you know something that with with Dan that really st stood out to me was Dan's um, commitment to exercise was like Dan's a beast in the best ways possible. <laughs> that, that's what I came to learn. And I think this is a tidbit for those out there listening about the impact of yes, interdisciplinary. And we can, we can talk a little bit more to that for sure. But Dan, if you wouldn't mind, you know, Dan, uh, his commitment to the aerobic exercise element at the start of the program was something that I think really helped to fuel him and to drive his progress through the program. And Dan, if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit about that and your motivation towards that uh, for, for our listeners today. Well, um, I remember when I, I, I worked on the treadmill to get my cardiovascular up. And um, I remember thinking, you know, I, I wasn't completely sold on the program. I didn't know. I got, I've been let down so many times since my injury. So, so I said, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this time to get into good shape anyway. So I worked my ass off to get into shape. And um, lo and behold, one thing led to another, and I was moving up a level on clocks faster than I thought I would. 100%. And, you know, this, this, uh, this man is a great example of, of commitment, of clear goals, right? Very clear goals, and uh, resilience. And then, and then tracking and measuring results. Because I don't blame you at the start thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, truly, it's a lot of it is, is really up to the individual, whether they're willing to be all in or not. And, and if you're not, your results probably won't be as good, no matter what you're doing. If you're doing, you know, classic physical therapy, uh, you know, or, or even, you know, outpatient uh, occupational therapy, you've got to kind of be committed. Uh, to it before um, you, you start to really understand if it worked or not. And that's something with Dan that, you know, it, it really, I'll be honest with you, man, it inspired me. That's part of what helped me to get in such, in much better shape as, you know, one of the founders, you know, I really committed to my running and you saw me, I started yeah. to really get after it. You know, I was in there at 6am and because I'm like, look at what Dan's doing. This guy is crushing it and, and he's getting the results. So for those people that are listening there today, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, committed to running on a treadmill that no, for some people who may not have mobility in their lower extremities, it could be a hand bike. Remember what we were talking about was exercise for cognitive benefit, which was really focused on aerobic. And Dan is just such a wonderful example of, of aerobic exercise for cognitive benefit. And I just, Dan, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And now one other thing I want to quickly ask you about, if it's okay, when, and, and you and I have been chatting about this a little bit over time, but if, if there was one thing that, that you could change in the world of brain health and in brain injury, you know, what would that be, Dan? Well, um, getting these various departments to communicate better with each other. So I remember with my mother, my mom really handled everything with my, with my, with my injury. Uh, 
after my car accident. And this is, we're going back almost 30 years. And um, I remember her saying afterwards that everything was so disjointed and so difficult that people weren't, people wouldn't communicate with each other. And here, over 30 years later, um, I actually, actually I um, had met somebody, um, and this girl, and um, and uh, she uh, was telling me about her brain injury from 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 relationship from from, from, from a former um, spouse who beat her up, and um, I, I ended up telling her about the program. So I ended up getting her in contact with Katrina, and mm -hmm. I, I brought her in there, and um, and I, I was listening to her interview, and I, what I took away from that was um, that things are still disjointed, and she, as Katrina said, "Oh, you have fallen through the cracks." Is there? Diagnosed her as bipolar, and she really had a concussion, CTE, and um, and she said, "So you fall through the cracks." And um, so then, I, as I was listening to your pod, to your podcast the other day, and um, I, I, another speaker was on um, say how um, everything's so disjointed still. So, and then, but I remember, but I remember when I was at the Watson Center, how everything was under one roof. There's there's um, counseling there. There's there's a physical trainer there, Liam and Niall, and then um, and Tim. I was there a while. I went to oh NAC. I went to four trainers yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they um, they're all in those one room. Well, it's important. See, the thing, Dan, that's really challenging for the professionals out there is that you know when you we did just a couple little things. You know, concussions can oftentimes go undiagnosed. And, you know, we recently spoke with Harrison Brown with Head Check Health, who's just a, a wonderful guy doing really important work around education and assessment in concussion. He's just, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. But when you talk about, you know, this individual who, you know, may have had, you know, concussion or may have reported CTE, it's important to also note that CTE is not something yet that we can really diagnose while we're kind of living, right? It's more of a, another thing uh, that at this time, we can't diagnose till later. But the bottom line is when an insult, an injury, like a concussion happens, it's important that we have you know, assessments in place that can really help to, to understand what's going on and then really get the person into the appropriate kind of program. And I think that's what you're saying is that it's still you know, your experience and many of the people that, that you know it's, it's still very disjointed. And, and Dan, I've seen that too in my work, no matter where it is. Uh, I, I cue, you know me, I'm pretty optimistic. I choose to believe that it's changing. I choose to believe that everybody's trying to do their best. And what we're trying to do together, you and I, are trying to find ways to standardize that more, to make it more accessible to people so that they can get the help they need faster. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. Um, you mentioned that I how I inspired you. Well, the same goes to you inspiring me, because you're so optimistic, and you used to, uh, I, used to, I, used to I used to work hard to try to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's mutual. That you know, that's how relationships work. And uh, you know, when I think about, let's say, you know, you had the crystal ball, the magical crystal ball. And you could shape the, the future of brain health and brain injury rehabilitation. You know, what would the future look like for you if you had the power to shape the future in, in brain injury and brain health? Well, 
I would definitely incorporate cardiovascular activity. And um, you see, um, looking back on my, on my journey, I never focused on my cognitive health. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was always focused on my, um, my physical rehabilitation. And that, that, was the, that was the main focus for me. And people at GF Strong all the way through, nobody really mentioned my cognitive health. My cognition was never mentioned until I met you. Mm-hmm. And then, then I started, started realizing, because after my, after my accident, I ended up going back to college and getting fairly good grades and thinking, okay, well, this is a problem here, I guess. My problems were only physical. But then, um, apparently they're not. And another thing, um, you were, um, I remember you and Josh would always say to me, what are people saying that you haven't seen for a long time? And I'm like, I don't know, I haven't come across anybody like that. And then I remember one, then he kept, I kept, I kept asking me that. And then one day, I met this one fellow that I hadn't seen for a long time in White Rock. And I was somewhat, he was with a guy who had a brain injury. And um, I was telling about the program. As I was telling about the program, but studied the science behind the program, he stopped me and he says, Dan, you're speaking so much better. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't even dawn on me. I am like, okay. And then, um, and then I was driving home and I passed a friend of mine's dad. So I, saw, I pulled over and I started talking to him. And I said, what well, the program? And he's like, Dan, stop. I can't believe how well you're speaking. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. So then it dawned on me later. I'm like, maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe that's what Josh and, 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 um, and Mark were saying. So what are people saying to them for a while? And, um, and so now that, now that I've mentioned my speaking better, I'll, be, I'll start stumbling with my words. No, but, um, no, no, <laughs> it was actually, Dan, it's, 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 you, you, you triggered my memory there. I remember. And, you know, the thought, the thought of even doing a podcast and, and, and being, you know, having the ability to do that podcast would have been quite a challenge earlier on, like, like a few years ago. And you look at you now, it's, uh, you know, my smile's getting even bigger because, you know, your capacity to express verbally is, is pretty impressive. And, and, and that's the thing is you worked on that capacity, but now you're using it in real life. And that's really what it's all about, right? Is, you know, the reason we kind of exist in this work is to help people live a more independent, higher quality of life. That's why we exist. And that's what we want to see change. And, you know, it's, um, you know, in, in maybe Dan, if you could, for the people that are listening here, you know, enough of me, more of you, uh, you know, in maybe, a, you know, just a, a couple of sentences, you know, to distill it down so that it can really be a key take home for people. You know, what is your vision? What, what, what is it? What's the vision for the future for other people, for the whole community, for everybody? What would you like to see? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. I like to see um, cardiovascular activity introduced into people's rehabilitation. Um, not, not only does it work for um, the physicality, um, I was cognitively as well, like uh, like I learned in the program, what's good for the heart is good for the brain. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is your audience familiar <laughs> with brain derived neurotropic function? Oh, look at this guy. Now he's getting all scientific. <laughs> um, I, some probably will be, uh, some may not be. So he's talking about BDNF, brain derived neurotrophic factor. Go ahead, talk about it. Okay. So once you're doing cardiovascular activity for, with it, with elevated heart rate in the target zone, 
for 25 minutes, the brain releases um, proteins to create new neural pathways and new myelin sheaths. And, and after, and after um, while the BDNF, while the proteins, as I call them, are um, present, we would go into a classroom setting and work on left and right hemisphere cognitive exercises, such as L think and artwork, and like on the pictures. And yeah, the names are important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but stimulating cognitive function. Yeah. Yes, to direct, the, to direct the growth, I guess. Direct the growth. And well, the, the BDNF, like the, the way we kind of, I try to, he's, he's talking way higher level than me. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to dumb it down here. You, you know, what he's talking about is really uh, using aerobic exercise um, to, uh, you know, get the brain ready for change. And, and, and that can be called like uh, precursors of neuroplasticity, neurogenesis. Um, whatever it might be. And, you know, Dan, I support that. I want to see more people, you know, when I had my concussion, which I think I've told you, one of my last concussion, you know, which was playing football, uh, you know, what they told me to do was to sit in a dark room. And I thought that was the right thing to do too. And I think everyone did. Everyone did. But um, now, and, and it's through, you know, you're a great example of it, but I think, you know, there's good people out there in Canada and the United States and around the world, looking at when to dose exercise in uh, following a brain injury, because the exercise is a, is a good thing. You have to do it, of course, safely, right? So under the, under the care of a trained professional, if it's following an injury, but understanding that movement, movement is very good for the brain. And Dan, I'll tell you, man, you are such a good example of it. Like, I mean, I can't think of a better one. When I look at pre and post, I mean, you look like a different person. And, and you're, and what happened, right? Well, you were doing a lot of cognitive exercises as well. So yes, what did we see? We saw speech changes, improvements. We saw movement improvements that were like crazy. Um, we saw, you know, um, self-reported kind of um, quality of life uh, changes. And what did that lead to? Well, it lead to, I think, more self-confidence too, right? Because yeah. you were doing it. No one else could do it, but you. And, and I kept telling you that. I, I'm making progress. And Josh kept telling you that. No, 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 no. We don't get the credit here. You're, you're the one doing the work. <laughs> so I just, man, like, it's just so good to see you and, and to have you share this for someone else who may have been where you were, you know, that's what it's all about is giving. Right. And, and well, on, that, on, that, on that note, on that note, it's like almost, it's like, it's almost like it's never too late because mm. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 48. Uh, I, was 47, I was in my mid-40s when I was in your program. Um, 20 odd years post-injury. And then there's Ryan, who is the same age as my injury. He was like 26 at the time. And he was like a year or two post-injury. And um, he saw some, he, got, he had similar results that I did. So I, I'm like twice his age and a much longer brain injury. And um, so the neuroplasticity is never too late for it, apparently. Oh, that's a mic drop moment for you. And, and, and I think that, you know, many of us would like to make things really kind of um, fast and easy. But rehabilitation and growth just takes focus and time and effort. And I think you're just such a great example of it because the results are there. That's the thing. And, and that's, you know, I support that vision 100%, Dan. I'm with you. Uh, then... I'm curious, you know, um, when you think about your journey um, it, with with brain injury and, and brain health, you know, 
what are some of the most influential experiences for you, um, you know, throughout that process? Well, um, I initially went to GF Strong and, and that was good, but, um, mm -hmm. but um, to be perfectly honest, and I don't want this to go to your head too much, probably the biggest impact on my rehabilitation was meeting you. Um, like, um, like I said, when I was, I, I was, um, I had given up a lot of, I'd given up pretty much. So I was designed to just getting worse and worse and not getting better, improving anyway. I was improved on declining. I was in, and, um, then all of a sudden, I remember one time I was in my, in my I was during the program, I was in my Jeep having lunch and I saw you walk by with these two ladies and I honked my horn. I said, Hey, Watson group. And you kind of, <laughs> kind of smile. Let's go talk to this guy. And you brought them over. And apparently, there are two couple of nurses from GF Strong. And you were you were working on getting your program into, into, into that facility. And and you said to me, um, what was the what's the um, biggest um, the biggest gift you've got from this program? And I, and I thought about it. And I said, I said hope. And that without hope. You can't do anything. Um, you need you need you need a good attitude and hope to, 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 to get out of bed, pretty much. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a great yeah. program. I love it. I, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and the thing is, I have a gym in my building. And last night I was, I was all I was all set to do this, and um, I said, "I get up early." I, uh, Go on the gym and get on that bike and get the get the BDNF flowing. <laughs> so I was sharp and witty on here, but obviously I didn't do it. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, Dan, you know, we all have those moments, and that self compassion is key because each day is a new chance, right? And that's the thing. And building those consistent habits are key. And you know, one of the things you talk about, you know, other professionals and me talking with them that's part of this is really not about our program. No, it's about a vision though. And it's about, you know, um, a more independent future for people because there's been so many people in my life, Dan, that have helped me when I had a hard time, you know, whether it was, you know, um, you know, concussion, whether it was learning disabilities, uh, whether it was cancer, um, whatever it was, uh, I had people out there committed to a new vision committed to trying to do something differently. And, you know, when we were at that center, uh, you know, I would always try to talk with professionals to better understand how, what's working well for them. Um, is there a new way that could be useful potentially, whether it was with, you know, the health authorities in around us or, or they may have even been sometimes private practice professionals. It didn't matter to me. I just, I wanted to better understand how we could help the next group of people if we could help them in whatever way because it's all rooted in service and putting their needs first. And, and I think that's so important and that's the way change happens. So um, thank you. And yes, you did. It, you, my head did not get bigger because you did all the work, man. And you <laughs> and that group was a special group of people who to this day will always inspire me. And um, you know, they're just amazing. So, you know, for people that are out there, Dan, you know, you're an amazing human being uh, who I am, very grateful for you know if people want to support you or want to learn more about you know you and some of your journey 
you know, maybe we can do another one of these, Dan, because I have a feeling this is going to hit home for many people. Um, they can also, you know, I think um, for your privacy, you know, if they want to learn more about some of your work or, or want to try to potentially get in touch with you, they can probably email ABI Wellness and then we can, we can process it from there. Sure, sure. Yeah. So any parting words for, this has been so much fun and it's just been great to see you and great to hear your laugh again. Um, are there any kind of final statements that you'd like to say um, for people that are listening? Because this has just been awesome, Dan. Um, I just say um, it's never too late. It's never too late. Never too late. Yeah, it's never too late. And, you know, and, you know, one of the words that Mary Eve, who you know, too, I know, too, I think coined for me that, that I really enjoy is that word reclaim and, and really and, and really, you know, taking possession of, of yourself, of yourself again, and getting back up as, as high as, as highly as possible, you know, and that you're, you know, and that you're just such a great example of it, Dan. And I know that you're continuing, you know, that you're continuing to, to work on it and, and to get better. And, you know, we're, you and I are going to keep in close contact, keep in close contact over the, over the next, you know, months and years and, and years. And just thank you for sharing your time with us. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark. And thank you very much, Mark. And once again, your program changed my life. Well, the, you the, you did the work. We were happy to be a part of it, but it was you did you it was you did you did it. And what well, you, what you, motivated you? Gave you? Me the direction. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And and you know, it's um, what 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 I want to see is the big thing is to provide more options for people. If they choose not, if they choose not to do a program, that's totally up to them. That's fine. But that's fine. But it, it, it's, it's great to provide options for people to, options for people to choose because that's what was so unacceptable for me. Acceptable for me was to not have options. And uh, thank you, man. Well, um, I remember, well, um, I remember Katrina would say, um, what's your message to future clients, future clients at the Watson Center? And I just simply said, do the work, do the work, do the work, work hard. And, and while you're here, take advantage, while you're here, take advantage of your opportunity. Because it is life-changing. It truly is. It truly is. That's awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Don't forget to check back for a new Brain Mastery segment every week. Here's a sneak peek of our next thought-provoking interview. Right, the brain is the physical part in our body and the mind is the brain in action. And so the brain can influence the mind by its health and the mind can influence the brain on how the neurons fire together. And I won't go into all the science stuff, that's, uh, that's yours. But what, what happens is, so one of the main messages that I work with my clients and others is that we we have to think differently bigger than what we've been doing because again you know with our with the neuro pathways we we take the easiest route and if that's there and so to be uncomfortable to go beyond the labels to know that there is more inside of us in a, as a far as a mental a physical emotional spiritual being is more inside of us than we realize and we only are limited by those pathways that we have 
carved into our brain from birth to however old we are and to step out of that and create a bigger version of ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.